right in front of me, there was this big kind of elaborate Peter Pan cardboard cutout. So it's like I was either looking back at him, masturbating, or looking forward at, uh, at Peter Pan. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. Mm, I'm Harrison. Harrison, mm. uh, I have a question for you, yeah. and I want the truth. Okay. I really do. Did you pay the $161,633 that R. Kelly owed in back child support? Oh, uh, yes, I did. I knew it. Was yeah. I knew it. I was reading today that uh, R. Kelly walked yeah. out of a Chicago jail this yeah. afternoon after a mysterious person who did not want yeah. to be publicly identified paid the entire $161,000 or one sixty one dollars No, in order to even pay bail, he had to oh. pay this back payment. Oh, and then they also paid bail. I don't think the person paid bail. Oh, okay. I okay. think, uh, mm. I don't think he, I don't even think it was, he was arrested because of the back payment. There's no bail. Oh. So, yeah, so the guy, mm. whoever this mysterious entity is, mm. I don't even know if it's a human. I think it's a woman. Um, I think it's an entity, mm. probably a woman. Mm. Uh, who this person did not want to be publicly identified, paid one hundred sixty-one thousand six hundred thirty-three dollars, mm. so the R&B singer could walk out of jail. Yeah. Why would anyone do that? It's a great question. <laughs> did you watch any of that interview we did, did with Gail King? It's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is Why really would his funny. Attorney allow him to do that? <laughs> I, I think makes, you know. Well, you know, I think. Yeah. Uh, they think that he can clear his name by going on and he's like so media savvy and he's been in the public eye for so long that he can go on there and just, you know, have a heart to heart and really clear his Who name. Who thinks he's media savvy? He does. Okay, all right. And I think he probably told mm. his publicist, like, let me go out, let me speak the truth. People mm. hear the truth and, the, you know, and then my name will be cleared. And it's like instead... He looks like a thousand times worse now. Yeah, yeah. Oh so, my cause god! Like, oh, because this all these like fifty people are lying, and he's like, <laughs> "Yes, they're all lying except me." I just, you know? I like what he just freaked. I thought he was yeah. gonna punch her in the face. Yeah, he's just like, "I'm fighting for my fucking yeah. life." <laughs> it's like, okay, mm. he's trapped in the closet still. Yeah. Oh well, my god! I actually amazing. Watched, yeah, like I watched the whole you know documentary. Oh, the um, one, uh, the recent one? Yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a point. I don't remember what it was. But, I mean, yeah. th that guy's a serial abuser of women. Oh, yeah. And it's obvious. Sure, yeah. Everybody knows. And he's going to be going to prison. Right. Like, and, yeah. and it's funny that his, uh, even his attorneys are like, people are like, so mm. do you think he could still salvage his career? He's like, oh, yes, he's mm. fine. Wait, wait till the next album comes out. The, and it's the, like, uh... I don't know. Yeah, the, he can't really do live know. shows anymore, really. They can't and no radio station is going to play yeah. any of his music. No one's going to collaborate mm. with him. The thing, um, I, uh, yeah, like, um, I, one thing I learned from watching that documentary is, is that if you're, like, doing evil shit to people, never have your photograph taken where you're smoking a cigar. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, you yeah. look super evil. You look, like, cartoonishly that, evil. Yeah, that entire that documentary was just, like, slow close-ups on like him 
smoke a picture of him smoking a cigar. He might as well and have looked, like yeah. a mani- <laughs> like a maniacal evil laugh at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. smoke your cigar, evil yeah. laugh. Yeah. You're gonna look innocent. Yeah. <laughs> God. So yeah, no, that was. I just mm. loved how Gail King maintained her composure. I mean, I, she didn't yeah. even. She wasn't even scared. She was just right. didn't even miss a beat. Right. She was like Robert. Mm. Robert, yeah, calm down, Robert. Mm. And you could just tell he was like, I'm about to smack a bitch. Mm-hmm. He was so mad, that guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That 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 guy looks like, I don't know, yeah, 10,000 times worse than he did prior to that fucking interview. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, uh, speaking of other scandalous news starring famous black men, mm. that's a new bit here at Second Round. Oh, scandalous yeah, news starring it's, famous it's, black it's men. It's going to really, uh, we're, it's going to go great for us. I think, I think yeah. we're going to attract a whole new audience here. <laughs> the alt-right's like, oh, yeah. tell us what really? happened now. Oh, okay, yeah. um, so speaking of other scandalous mm. news starring famous black men, have you seen the HBO doc Leaving Neverland? I've seen most of it. it it's uh, 64 hours long. So I've only, <laughs> I've only seen like the first third of it, but uh, I'm I getting I can there. feel myself age during it. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm getting watching. there. I'm getting there. Um, yeah, I watched yeah. Uh, most of the first part and yeah. a little bit of the second part. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, I think I get the gist. Yeah, I never knew um, that, um, you know, Michael Jackson liked to look at, exposed anuses while he <laughs> masturbated now i know I that i don't know thanks. why i don't know why that's my takeaway i'm from so that. glad that i know that now <laughs> i don't know why that's my takeaway but that's the one thing i remember the most is that the one kid's like he's like seven yeah. and he goes yeah michael jackson would have me stand on all fours or like sitting on all fours with my anus open so he can masturbate <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's my biggest takeaway from this that. This is before Pornhub. You know what I mean? So you yeah, had to make yeah, your own you didn't, fun. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't have that. Yeah. Um, you gotta, you a to lot of, he was really into the yeah. mutual masturbation thing. Yeah. Um, and then, I like the other kids. Like, we had sex in that room. We had sex mm-hmm. on the train. We had mm-hmm. sex in Bubbles Cage. Mm-hmm. We had sex like, <laughs> it was just like, where didn't you have yeah. sex? And why mm-hmm. weren't your parents there? You know, he actually had three chimpanzees over time and they just everyone just always thought they were the same chimpanzee like one of them none of the chimpanzees names three different bubbles one of the chimpanzees names was uh action jackson wow after the after the movie with carl weathers yeah and probably because his fucking last name is jackson probably has played into it somehow you know what did he think Uh, of chimpanzee anuses <laughs> there was yeah. I almost should have got a recording of that clip where he's yeah. just like yeah. and he stared into my anus. <laughs> it's a third eye. Oh know? yeah, it is yeah. a third eye, yeah. yeah I, guess. I think that's where he got a lot of inspiration for the songs, you know, that were on the dangerous album. Yeah. Yeah. Like black. Remember and white. the time <laughs> when I stared, stared into, into your, your gaping anus. anus. <laughs> that's where I got the idea from remember the time. <laughs> Look, man, um, I don't know. If you can if you can write a song like Smooth Criminal. That's a damn fine song. You should be allowed to do some stuff. Hey, P Y T. Pretty young thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a damn, I love yeah. it. It's a good song. Um yeah. the thing is with Michael Jackson, I mean, there's no yeah. doubt that he was a genius. He was yeah. an amazing talent. Mm. He was also an eccentric motherfucker. He was yeah, a fucking yeah. weird dude. Yeah, yeah. And there's no denying that he was a weird dude. Mm. Um 
It, you know, and it's weird too because you think about like and he could either look back or he could just look at Peter Pan. Remember that part? Oh, yeah, <laughs> you could look at Peter, Peter Pan, Pan while Michael Jackson's masturbating to your anus. Yeah. <laughs> You don't make that That's up. That's always weird. That was the one thing yeah. about that documentary. Yeah. It's like graphic depictions yeah. of sexual contact. How do you a make little all bit, that it, shit up, you know? Like that's It was oof. kind of stomach yeah. turning. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you think of the context and these yeah. young kids. And then the mm. crazy thing to me was like, mm. these parents are like, all right, we're going to go to the Grand Canyon. Mm. I'll leave my five-year-old here with this 36-year-old man. You guys mm. have fun. I know we just met mm. you once, but here, take my kid for five days. Usually, yeah, I mean, usually when people are masturbating to my anus, I like to look at... <laughs> A cardboard cutout of Ted dancing in a tuxedo that people often mistake as a little boy's ghost. Um, but it's actually just a cardboard cutout of Ted dancing in a tuxedo. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it takes your mind off of things. It does. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah. yeah, but it was, it was a riveting documentary. It made me think, too. It's, you know, it's interesting because now you have these kids when they... like. People today, like millennials today, when they think of Michael Jackson, they think of Wacko Jacko. They think of the guy that's like, you know, bleached his skin white Mm. and they had plastic surgery and he's just kind of a monster. Mm. Whereas we grew up with Michael Mm. Jackson. Yeah. We grew up worshiping Michael Jackson. I mean, what did you think of Michael Jackson when you were a kid? Oh, I mean, Thriller was my first tape I ever got. And it was like, of course, they gave me a walk. Thriller was my first tape. With Thriller. You know, as, as the tape that I had. So I was just like, I listened to it. Until I played it, it all apart. the time. Yeah, yeah I played yeah. it all the time. I, 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 rec- to this day, it's a great fucking record. I recall know? I was living in South Africa, <clears throat> mm. and uh, this is probably 1980. When, when did Thriller come out? Three? 84. 84. Yeah, 84. And uh, we went to Rabbi Mendel's house mm. for Shabbat dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, his daughter was like maybe, I don't know, I was probably 84, I was nine. Mm. Um, and his daughter was maybe 14. Yeah. I, th- I thought she was so hot. And mm. she's like, check this out. And we went down to the basement and, I was, you know, and she puts mm. in the thriller video. Yeah. It blew my mind. Yeah. I was just like, this is the coolest thing. And then mm. it's like you're doing, trying to do the dance moves, yeah. the zombie dance moves. And mm. yeah, I mean, it blew my mind. Watched it like 12 times, had my parents buy it. Yeah. You know? That video scared the shit. I mean, I was like five. Or <laughs> but it scared the shit out of me. I mean, like, I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, mm. I guess if Michael Jackson was wearing zombie makeup staring mm. at my anus, it probably wouldn't bother me yeah. as much. Mm. You know? Mm. Um, I could probably get into it. But the thing is, Michael Jackson is extremely influential. And, it, you know, and mm. I was a huge fan. We all were huge fans. Eventually, was, the anus stares into you. It does. You know? Yeah. yeah. So. And Peter Pan can't hide you from the right. pain. <laughs> yeah. um, but then uh, towards the end of like, you know, as I got older, I think probably mm. definitely by like 1987. I don't even think I, bad was probably, I was into bad. Mm. You know, I think I liked some songs off of Bad, but that was about it. Yeah. And after that, I kind of grew out of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Michael Jackson is incredibly influential. I mean, he was, it's hard to think of too many entertainers that are that iconic. Right. And in this, in Leaving Neverland, uh, the subjects, Wade Robson, and uh, I think his name is James Safechuck, Jimmy Safechuck. Yeah. Uh, these two kids uh, became confidants of Michael Jackson and, uh, and Michael Jackson grooming them and their parents. And, and they allege that Michael Jackson abused them. Um, numerous times and uh, in fact they're involved with a lawsuit against Jackson Estate um, currently yeah that's it's currently an appeal uh, but th- th- maybe think about Michael Jackson because now it's like when people think of Michael Jackson they think of the, the monster that that he 
became towards towards the end. Mm. And there's just so many wild conspiracies about that guy. Right. It's crazy things. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites is the Michael Jackson was chemically castrated by his father, Joe Jackson, to preserve his voice. Hmm. Have you ever heard that one? I have not. Joe Rogan was even uh, yeah. perpetuating that one. Okay. Said that Joe Jackson chemically castrated his son. Yeah. Um, you know, castration generally refers to like the full removal right. of the testicles. But mm. chemical castration um, is is uh, when you inject like progesterone into your testicles. Okay. It'll counteract testosterone's effect mm. in the bloodstream. So you still have your male genitalia yeah. intact. But you uh, never fully develop. But you have to keep getting the things, right? You have to keep getting the I, things. I think if, uh, from what I read, is if you do it at an early enough age, mm. it has lasting effects. Okay. But I mean, if you do it now, like if you and I did it now, we'd have to keep doing it. Right. Um, so, But I mean, so what is the point of that? They're saying that like, oh, he, he didn't do any of this shit because of that? Well, they're saying part of it, mm. I, I guess people justify mm. his behavior is that he, he didn't have full sexual functioning. So there's no way... Oh. He could have like achieved orgasm or achieved an erection because he didn't have like normal functioning male genitalia. That's not entirely true. I mean, I've seen someone with no testicles fuck somebody. Really? In, in person. Yeah, I've seen it. Hmm. Mm -hmm. No testicles at all. No testicles. They were removed. Wow. Still gets like hard, castrated. Still fucks. I don't know. I, I don't think they ejaculate. I don't know. Um, I couldn't tell yeah. from the view, you know, if I had the hente view where it's like inside what's going on, maybe I could see, <laughs> um, I don't know why that's a view in hente, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, that doesn't mean you can't get hard. You can get hard with no testicles. Well, people say this is a conspiracy mm. theory that has no okay. validity anyway, yeah. that he never actually was. But mm. I mean, it, you make it, it makes me wonder, like people say that, you know, Joe Jackson who worked his kids, you know, so hard, he, mm. he knew Michael Jackson had a million dollar voice yeah. and he wanted to preserve it. So he's going to make sure that he never actually made it to puberty. And his, uh, I like really like his song "Stepping Out." Stepping Out, song, yeah, Joe Jackson, yeah. <laughs> different Joe Jackson. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you know Donald Trump had a long and sustained friendship with Michael Jackson? I did not know that. Repeatedly spoke publicly in his defense. Yeah. Yeah, even up until uh, mm. like I thought the you 90s. were going to say the longest sustained erection in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> Not surprised that that's the first thing you'd think of when I mentioned Michael Jackson and yeah. Donald Trump yeah, yeah, in the same yeah. sentence. Right. Um, mm. Yeah, I guess Trump uh, never wavered in support, even after 2005 mm. when Jackson was acquitted mm. of, uh, of, I think that was when, after the Bashir documentary came yeah. out. Um, he would say that, he, he went on Larry King saying, I'm going to stick up for him because nobody else is, and I mm. don't believe it. Yeah. Uh, his remarks would frequently be punctuated with reminiscence about how much Jackson enjoyed Trump Tower and Mar-a-Lago. Right. Mm. Um, I wonder if Donald Trump has seen uh, Leaving Neverland. I don't know. Do you think Michael Jackson ever stared into the abyss of Donald Trump's anus? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you will lose your soul. That would tear into time space itself, you know? <laughs> so anyway, Leaving Neverland mm. has, has caused quite a stir. Quite a public outcry because yeah. people are completely shocked about this. But it's also caused a lot of Michael Jackson truthers to come out and people who support Michael Jackson uh, in defense of Michael Jackson and arguing, arguing against uh, the, the truth portrayed in this documentary. Right. A lot of people are upset about it. A lot of people are also um, you know, able to counter a lot of the claims made by Robson and uh, Safe Chuck and saying that they are participating in this documentary to try to profit um, and, uh, and also bolster support from the Me Too movement yeah. so that they can, you know, appeal again this court trial and try to sue the Jackson estate for, for um, you know, millions of dollars. 
And that's a weird hill to die on, you know? It's it certainly is. Yeah. But what's interesting is uh is Jackson has been, you know, has settled out of court several times. Mm. Um he's also been, you know, uh sued and also uh, uh claimed. I mean, there's been many claims throughout the years, throughout like, you know, decades. Uh, that he's abused yeah. people, but a lot of these claims are never substantiated. Mm. Um, and it makes you wonder, like, are these people telling the truth? How can you really prove this? Right. So anyway, I've read an article about from a, a, a writer named Casey Rain, uh, who has a blog called The, the Violet Reality. Yeah. And in here, he was uh, talking about, he's basically refuting uh, Leaving Neverland. And he mm. claims that the HBO documentary Leaving Neverland is a work of fiction. Okay. So I called him and I uh, had an interview which we're about to play here where uh, you know, I was asking him, like, why, do you think, why don't you believe these two guys with their graphic depictions of the abuse Sure. that are so similar to each other? I mean, both these guys who apparently, I don't think they actually, they didn't know each other. I don't mm. think they knew each other in it. Um, that was another part of the documentary I liked actually is when one boy, when the one boy gets replaced by Macaulay Culkin yeah, that was and he good. was just crushed. Yeah, yeah. He showed up and there's Macaulay yeah. and he was just, he came all the way from Australia too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wade Robson, he was like, I've been replaced by a cuter kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I was saying that why, why do you listen to the, to the, the testimony and the, the stories from these, these, the, lurid graphic depictions of sexual abuse mm. and the first thing you say is like they're lying mm. so i wanted to find out so here's casey rain explaining why the documentary leaving neverland is a is a work of fiction hello hey there d hi so casey thanks for being on the show today no problem i i listened to uh i listened to the uh interview you did uh that you sent me i thought it was great Oh, with the Damien Eccles from the West Memphis yes, Three. Yeah, oh, yeah, what an but, interesting character. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, did, I actually didn't know who he was. Uh, that oh. case was not a thing here. Uh, um, I don't remember ever hearing about that in the media over here. So that was a whole, a whole thing. Yeah the, West, about, so. yeah, the West Memphis Three was uh, it was quite a major case in the '90s, and like Peter Jackson mm -hmm. did that, a documentary and several others. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, they talk about uh, being railroaded by the system. <laughs> Yeah. Terrible, terrible. Um, anyway, I I recently came across uh, your your blog, and I was reading a uh, a post you did on Medium uh, called mm. "Leaving Neverland Isn't a Documentary," uh, and that it's a work of fiction. And mm. I found it fascinating. Thank you. Um, so, talk about the documentary right now, "Leaving Neverland." I I, I watched uh, part one. Haven't seen part two yet, uh, but it's an explosive documentary. Uh, mm -hmm. Once again, there's a uh, similar to what happened in uh, 2003 with Michael Jackson. There's a, a major public outcry right now. Mm -hmm. People are shocked. Um, do you think Michael Jackson is having a posthumous Me Too moment right now? Well, uh, what I what I said to um, <clears throat> to the New York Times because they interviewed me about a week ago and published mm -hmm. it is I I said I think this is a hijacking of of the Me Too movement. It's a sick hijacking of it, and I think it's not a coincidence that we see this come up in in this climate. I think it's very deliberate the timing. Um, I think it's very deliberate that that we, we're seeing it in the midst of the Me Too climate. We're seeing it on the 10th anniversary of Michael's passing, a year where they know mm -hmm. there is public attention on him. Mm -hmm. um, and and to to corroborate this this feeling that I have, this is very deliberate. They invited Tarana Burke to the premiere of this film at Sundance. 
And who is that? So, Tarana Burke is the woman that started the Me Too movement. Oh, okay. So, so they very deliberately invited her to the premiere. Why would you do that? <laughs> so you tell me. <laughs> like that's that's very very suspect. So yeah, that that so, is interesting. Uh, so you've seen? Have you seen part one and part two of the the documentary? Um, I, I haven't sat down and watched the entire thing. I've seen quite a few clips of it. Um, I, I've myself and a number of people uh i mean i mean we've had very detailed notes about everything that's in it so it's not as if we don't know what's what's being said yeah, in it but yeah. actually it's actually it's all based on what's this court case that's been they've been trying to to do since 2013 they've they've had their this court case going on uh you know for over five years all the all the documents are public record they're all easily viewable um and, you know, their court cases have been thrown out twice. So four times if you're talking about the, the two guys. Uh, and the judge threw out the entire witness statement and stated that no rational juror can believe a word that they were saying. Um, so they're in appeal mm. at the moment. So this is a big sticking point as well because they're in appeal. They're trying to get hundreds of millions of dollars in damages. Their document, their court documents have some absolutely outrageous claims aside from what they're what they're alleging but but their court documents they're trying to paint a picture of wade robson was a guy who was on track to be one of the most successful entertainers of all time this is literally what they say in their document which well, is just he, he was complete nonsense i mean the guy had an mtv show for like a year 20 well, years ago well hold he on did a second. Tour. i thought he was like a head choreographer at least this is the way they portray him in the film he was like a head choreographer for britney spears and nsync and he had like a kind of a, a a major career in the mid-aughts, but then it seemed to have waned in recent sure. years. This is, this is 20 years ago that the guy had any any semblance of a career, long before Michael died, right? Yeah. So, um, so then what happens is he is he's, – he's basically broke. His wife is threatening to leave him. Uh, he, he blows an opportunity to direct a gig for whatever reason. Uh, you know, he's just not up to it. And then he and then he petitions the Michael Jackson Michael Jackson estate to to to, to do the Cirque du Soleil show that's running in Vegas. MJ won. He wanted so to direct that show, right? Yes. Okay. He's petitioning hard. He's petitioning hard to the estate. And at one point, he's even on TMZ. And the footage is still out there, saying that he's he's doing the show. Right? He was never offered the gig. And so yeah, he's on camera on TMZ saying he's doing it. And he was never and actually officially he offered. He was never offered it. He or associated in any way. Yeah, not not at all. He was never offered any work on it. Uh, John Branker, who's the co-executive of the MJ Estate, said, "Oh, there was a possibility that uh, you know Jamie King, who we did hire, might hire him in some low role as a dancer, but not certainly not in any kind of creative decision-making role, and certainly not to, to choreograph the whole thing." Um, Hmm. But he was never he was never offered any, any work at all. Um, you know, and he claims claims that he was. So that's that's just an outright lie. Uh, and all the documents from that are, are out there. Um, and this is recent. This is like what around 2010. This is 20, 20. yeah. So 20 so 2010 ish. Okay. Um, and then it's right after that he he gets turned down for doing this show that he supposedly has this breakdown and remembers in well in one version of his story this is when he quote unquote, remembers this abuse. In another version of the story, he says he's always remembered, but he didn't know that it was wrong. So that's that's another just absolutely outrageous statement. You know, he, he was he was the lead 
defense witness at the 2005 mm. trial. So to say that he didn't know it was wrong you're the, when you're the lead witness in a, the, one of the biggest criminal trials of all time, that's 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 just nonsense. I mean, that's clearly nonsense. Well, I, I think in the documentary, he claims that he he and his parents were coached by Michael and yeah, that he I mean, also that's... felt that he was helping out his friend who had helped him in so many ways. Sure. And he's also lied about the specifics of that as well. So he says that he went to Neverland, uh, saw that Michael was just a broken man by the trial and that he was ignoring his children. And that that's when he has this moment where he decides to help him. This is what he says in the documentary. Yeah. This has already been debunked by other people who were at that exact meeting, that dinner at Neverland. That dinner happened after he'd already testified. Right. Mm. So. For him so to come out and say, oh, off. yeah, I, I saw this and that's what, no, 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 no. You well, already testified. I read that uh, he had actually failed to pitch a book that he had written yes, about the, yes. uh, the molestations. And this was on or around the same time of the lawsuit, I think. It's before the lawsuit. Before which the is lawsuit. Okay. So before the lawsuit, uh, he, has, he has two different uh, versions of this book that he's shopping around, both contain contradicting statements and he doesn't and he doesn't get picked you know no publisher is interested no publisher interested like there's none so he's, he's hired a big hollywood agent and he shopped it around to all the big book publishers they're all named in the documents it's all there no bites right then he got then he then he then he decides to file this lawsuit so mm. first of all anybody that had gone through something like this I don't believe that your first reaction is to write a book. And then, so once, once he's got no bites of this book and he decides to file his lawsuit, this is where, if we look at this original filing of the lawsuit and then we look at stuff he's saying now, this is where yet another lie gets exposed. So there's, there's some stuff that's being said, oh, uh, why, and then when people ask him, why are you doing this? And he says, oh, I need to speak up for victims and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so... You know, this is just nonsense from this guy. So when he files his lawsuit, he files his lawsuit under private seal to pressure the estate to settle privately so that nobody mm. knows about it. Right. Does that sound like what you do if you were trying to help victims? No, well, no, definitely not. I mean, it sounds like he was trying to get just an easy settlement, cash payout exactly. and move on. Exactly. Which has so happened then, before, though. I mean, there's a precedent for that. Well, the estate, the estate called his bluff. They were like, no, you know, no, mm -hmm. we, we know that you have no claim here and this is nonsense. So if you want to take this to a public court trial, bring it. And he did. And it was thrown out. As I said, the judge found that no rational juror could believe a word of what he was saying. I thought, I thought there was also a statute of limitations on that yeah, as well. This, and, and, and this is also, uh, that also coincides with, with, with his his differing stories right so for him to uh to try and work around this the statute of limitations he has to claim which he did claim that he did not know about the estate until he filed the lawsuit right so mm. but there's this public record documents from years before that where not only is his name from his own lawyer there's a statement of oh i represent wade robson and he works with the michael jackson estate right years before this and emails are out there between him and the estate of him trying to get the gig. Hmm. So, yet another lie. What about Safechuck? Like, when did his lawsuit come, come so, to play? So, so Safechuck sees 
Wade talking in an interview about his lawsuit after uh, after it's gone public and he's he's being interviewed about it. Did they know each other at all or have any kind of connection other than um, the lawsuit? I, I don't believe that they ever knew each other. Um, no, I, I don't think so before that. But uh, but Save Chuck sees Wade talking about it and then hires the same law firm, suddenly also, quote unquote, remembers that he was abused, um, despite the fact that he also gave testimony uh, in the 2005 trial. Uh, um he was not a, he was not a witness on it, but he gave uh, testimony to the lawyers. Uh, so he suddenly, quote unquote, remembers that he was abused, uh, files a lawsuit with the same lawyers. Um, and this is where if we look at then compared to now, we see another lie coming out because the makers of this film try and claim that they did not speak with each other. And that's what makes it so compelling because their stories match up and all this stuff. And that's again, that is not true. In the court documents, we see that they were in communication in 2014 2013 2014 five years ago right so for at least four full years before this before this, movie this documentary made, right hmm. same law firm since that time plenty of time to align what they're saying so right? do you do you feel that they're both opportunists corroborating oh, yeah. with each other to extort mm-hmm. the estate just for an easy payout yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um there are there are numerous examples in the last 30 years of people uh, filing lawsuits against Michael Jackson and his company's estate uh, for the attempts of, of, of trying to get money. And this is not this is not unique to Michael Jackson. It's um, celebrities in general. Celebrities, yeah. exa- exactly. And even uh, even since Prince passed away in 2016, we saw endless uh, lawsuits being filed of people claiming that they were his children, even though he had no children because he left no will. So people trying to get the to money get from a piece his, of it. his estate. Yeah. And this, this is, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there a woman named Billie Jean who tried to sue him for like yeah, X amount of millions of dollars for yeah. proceeds from that song? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and all of these, all of these cases, uh, you know, have, have been thrown out of court eventually. But the point is that they, they were heard, right? Well, so, except for Jordan Chandler. I mean, there is a multi-million dollar settlement there. Yeah, and this is this uh, this settlement with Jordan Chandler, this is another myth uh, from the media, right? So they say that Michael Jackson paid off Jordan Chandler and therefore that means he was he was guilty. That's 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 completely reductive and lacks the context of of what actually happened. So what actually happened was that Michael was on the dangerous tour. And his lawyers, his accountants, his insurance company did all the math. And they figured that canceling the dangerous tour to do a criminal trial, which Michael is on record as saying he was happy to do, right, would cost them hundreds of millions. And if you look at the amount of money that the dangerous tour made, that's true. Yeah. So they figured let's settle 20 million, continue with the tour. And the interesting thing here is that that civil settlement actually did not preclude the jury from deciding if if you know, there was a criminal trial could happen, right? So the grand jury failed or declined to indict Michael for a criminal trial because they had no evidence. Well, they, yeah, I think they decided the investigation was inconclusive at the time. However, exactly. I, I recall like Jordan was able to accurately describe Jackson's no, genitals, no. No, including identifiable no. markings. Uh, a complete myth. A complete myth. Uh, his drawing. How so? His his drawing, which is public record, is like 
it's like something a five-year-old would draw. It, it's like it's completely ridiculous. He claims uh, he he claims that Michael was circumcised. The autopsy proves that is a lie, uh, and the markings don't match up. You know, the autopsy again is public record. So hmm. again, that's that's another myth that has been ran with by the media, but it it did not match up. But the, the most the most shocking thing that I fail to see people mention. We have Jordan Chandler's dad on record saying it was an extortion attempt. Right? When, when did when did he say Evan, he was Evan Chandler, right? The dentist. Evan Chandler. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So while it was happening, while it was happening, he was wiretapped. Uh, there was an investigation going on, and he said, and and he admitted that it was an extortion attempt. He said, if yeah. I go through with this, his career will be over, and I will get everything I want. But I think right? he was also in a bitter divorce with his ex-wife at the time, who. Yeah, who was raising exactly. Jordan. So I think he yeah. was trying to discredit her. Exactly. And he, and he, he was trying to, disc- well, he was trying to discredit her. Uh, but he was, again, just trying to trying to get a lot of money. Uh, after all of this fell apart, Jordan emancipated himself from his father. And shortly after Michael died, Evan killed himself. Oh, I, um, I didn't know that. Huh. So yeah, a so- few months after Michael died, he kills himself, shoots mm-hmm. himself in the head. What about uh, the the Neverland made son? I, I heard there was a settlement there for two million dollars. Is this uh, Blanca Blanca yeah. Francia? Yeah, uh, she has been caught selling things that she illegally took from Neverland. Michael's clothes, his underwear. She sold stories to the tabloids. Uh, every possible disgusting thing that you could think of with people's private belongings. Uh, again, absolutely no evidence, made up stories. Uh, in fact, I think, it, uh, I'm not sure if it was, if it was her, um, but yeah, I think it, it was her. She, she was asked point blank in an interview that she'd still owed money to the estate for, you know, the, mm. the lies that, that she, that she had said. Um, and she admitted it. She's like, yeah, I still, I still owe the money, but I don't want to talk about that. But that was what was happening, and so when you get to when you get to the uh, the Arviso trial, that's when Michael's like, "No, this no, this is not happening anymore. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fix this once and for all." And he goes on trial, and as everybody knows, he was completely exonerated uh, on every yeah, single. He was count. acquitted of all charges. Uh, but exactly. I mean, people can also say that you know he had the best defense attorneys that money could buy at the time, and and now you have Robson and Safechuck claiming that they were coached with their testimony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, Safechuck was not part of the 2005 trial, actually, at all. Oh, he uh, wasn't? Oh, okay. I thought he, like, no. wasn't a witness. No, 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 he wasn't. Oh, he, so that was, he uh, was part of the 1993 trial? Or uh, case? I no, I don't believe so. I think he declined to, to be a part of that. I thought um, he was deposed. But maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the thing is, with 2003, that became mm-hmm. a pretty major spectacle because you also had the Martin Bashir documentary that came out yeah. called "Living with Michael Jackson." Well, well, this is what this is what leads to 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 the case. They see the public sort of interest because that was one of the highest viewed documentaries of all time, um, and then you see you know you see the RVs come out and try and get money out like right after this. But one of the stupidest things that that they tried to to, to claim in their trial. Which was, I think, definitely played a part in uh, in in the jurors saying these people are just complete extortionists. Arviso tries to claim that the abuse happened after the filming of this. Not only after the filming, after the airing of this show. 
right? Of the documentary? So, I thought it. Yeah. I thought it. Yeah. No, this is this is what he claims. I thought so it was a precursor how, to the documentary. Yeah. How stupid would Michael Jackson have to be, right, for this thing to be all over the world? Everybody's seen it, and 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 then he starts doing that, right? When he's in the public eye, like more than more than ever. Yeah, that doesn't That's seem not, very well thought out there. It's complete but, nonsense. But what about so? What about all the stories of like the Jesus juice and like the pornography and all that at Neverland? Sure. Uh, well, the pornography, I, I actually think, also uh, completely exonerates Michael. Uh, it's all legal heterosexual pornography, right? Including the stuff that was right right by his bed. Uh, and so this they is, never found child porn at all. No, they did uh, not. What about like not. lifelike child-sized dolls? I read that that was something that they come across. Mm, I don't. Rec- I don't recall that. that. Um, I think when you're doing wiretaps of people, when you're doing surprise raids on Neverland, as the FBI did for mm. a long period of time, and you pick up straight heterosexual pornography by a man's bed, I think that pretty much tells you where his interests lie. Um, yeah. You know, and and to to disbelieve that you're also, uh, which I think I believe that they infer or imply in the doc in this this film as well. I'm I'm loath to call it a documentary because I believe it lacks integrity at all. Um, you also would then have to believe that 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 Michael's marriage to Lisa Marie Presley was 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 fake, right? Which is outrageous. Why would she, what does she have to gain from doing that? You know, she's just as rich as he is. Yeah, at, at the uh, time, I think now she has some financial hardship. At the time, she was probably as wealthy as he was. But yeah. I thought they, they were saying that it was like, after 1993, he was in a position where he needed a public relationship with a woman mm-hmm. to regain his credibility. And that's, she what, had, that's what, that's so, what they'll say. But why, what's, what's, what does she have to gain from doing that is, is what I see. Well, and she's back in the start, back in, normal, back in the spotlight. Marriage. Normal marriage, a normal sex life. Well, does she, does she need? She could be back in the spotlight anytime she wants. She's Elvis's kid. She doesn't do literally, literally anything on her own and and be in the spotlight. And you know, regardless of 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 Lisa, I I personally know, and anybody you know who knows about Michael Jackson also knows other women that he dated in the eighties, nineties. Well, Debbie's an interesting one because she was uh, she was his uh, plastic surgeon's assistant, and uh, and you know he 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 felt like she would be a good mother of his children. But there are plenty of women that he dated. Um, you know, Stephanie Mills, the legendary R and B singer, he dated her. Uh, several women who are not famous. Paris Jackson has said he was dating a Middle Eastern woman uh, not long after the trial, and actually. If you go back to that time, you will see several media articles that's, that, that sort of report things like, oh, Michael Jackson's converting to Islam and he went to Bahrain and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, that's, a lot of that is, is not necessarily factually true, but, but based on the fact that he was dating a, a Muslim Middle Eastern woman. And you know, Paris hmm. is on record as saying that as well. Um, it's interesting so get- that these women, though – Never went on record in any of these documentaries. That, that, that's one thing about like Finding Neverland when they say it's a documentary. Why? Like, what, what's the motivation of Martin Bashir, who's a respected journalist, and HBO to air a documentary that you claim is mostly fictional or, or something that mm-hmm. people could dispute like that? Because wouldn't mm-hmm. that just automatically question their journalistic integrity? Well, HBO is desperate for ratings. So that's that's their bottom line their uh their head guy richard plepler has actually just resigned uh 
<laughs> yeah, but they have and, Game of Thrones. I think they have plenty of ratings well, for that. Well, what else? What else? What else do they have? I mean, you know, one show does not does not really. If you look at their documents for to their, uh, I think it was in their um, report to to shareholders or something like that. They or it may even have been leaked communication, but there is there is something out there that basically says like they're getting killed by Netflix, they're getting killed by Fortnite, you know, they're getting <laughs> killed. Like that's what they've said. That this is our competition. Like it's not even just other networks. It's like Fortnite and video games and stuff. And and they're you know they're desperate for it. They need the ratings. Um, they've had some major shows you know in the past and game of thrones is definitely a, a ratings giant for them but yeah i mean i think it's also you know this is something they they know is going to be sensational they know people exactly. are going to um to uh to, to to you know to freak out about it's gonna be controversial however it makes me wonder why they would present something like this and and, and uh and air something like this when they could be possibly liable for punitive damages. So the Jackson's family, uh, Jackson estate is suing HBO now for a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, do mm-hmm. you, do you think they're, do you think they're going to win or do you think there'll be a settlement? I, th- I think there will almost certainly be some kind of, uh, of settlement. Yeah. Um, I think one of, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think what's really, what's really damning and, and see, we're still in very early days of this. Right. So, there was a there was a gap of a few days uh, between the U.S. airing and the U.K. airing, and just in that gap of a few days, some of what happened in the film was debunked so thoroughly that they took it out of the U.K. airing. The U.K. airing is half an hour shorter than the U.S. one. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you, do you is, know which part they omitted? Uh, so, um, I haven't sat and watched both of them to compare, but it's half an hour is the running time. But I know that one of the parts that has been so debunked so thoroughly that they took it out is, uh, in the U S airing, there's this scene where, uh, where Wade is burning everything that MJ supposedly gave him. Right. Happens right at the end, happens oh, okay. right at the end of, of the second part from, from what I understand. Well, why wouldn't um, he sell that? I mean, you well, could sell on an eBay for <laughs> instead of burning sure. it. This, well, this is this is the thing. So he's he's showing all the stuff. So, oh, you know, I need to get over this, and you know, I'm burning all this stuff that Michael gave me, and blah blah blah. blah. And it's like, uh, I believe it's some very like recognizable stuff, like a thriller jacket and stuff like that. Um, since the U.S. airing, Julian's auctions came out and said, what he is burning has to be fake because he consigned everything that he had to us in 2011. For us to sell, he wanted to do it anonymously. We said no. We consigned it all. We sold it all at auction, uh, and he did it because he needed the money. Now, oh. Julian's Auctions, a very respected auction house, on record saying this. What about uh, – there's a scene in the movie where I think it was Safe Chuck who had all this jewelry from Michael Jackson. It was like an emotional yeah. scene for him. Do, do you yeah, think that's why, fake? Do you think the jewelry is fake? Keep, why would you keep it if that was true? Yeah, that, that's why I was wondering why, why he wouldn't sell that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's just, it's it's clear, willful, emotional manipulation, which is what this entire film is. And he, you know, his his lies are, you know, just as, some, some of them, and his family as well, are just as ridiculous as, as Wade. So there's this scene uh, in the film where Safe Chuck's mom says that she danced when she heard that Michael died. She was like, oh, he can't hurt any more kids. I'm so happy. I danced and he died, right? Save Chuck himself, in his own testimony, claims that he does not, quote unquote, remember being abused until 2013. 
So how can she have danced when she heard that Michael died in 2009? When he well, doesn't remember, when it, he doesn't know anything about this until it, 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 later. Yeah, but in some clips I saw in the documentary, she was expressing, I guess, some alarm during the like 2003 trial. And uh, not, not, as, not so much with the Jordan Chandler um, case, but in 2003, I know she was uh, expressing some, some concern there. And then she was kind of, kind of questioning her judgment about letting her son have so much uh, alone time with Michael. Mm. I, know that, I mean, that was a part, part of the movie, and that was prior to uh, 2013. Sure. Well, I mean, there are many, many uh, people who Michael opened up his home to, many young people. Many of them were around at the same time as Wade and Jimmy, um, both of them individually or, or, or together. Um, and, you know, there's a big mistruth going on because uh, so many of these people have spoken out, you know, so many of them. Um, we're talking like you know, Macaulay Culkin and Brett Barnes and Kelly, Kelly Parker and Taloon Zatoun and, and, and uh, Nathan Cavallari and like so many people. And, um, and they're all saying so. So the media is reporting that they're saying, oh, this didn't happen to us. And they're saying that's a stupid thing for them to say because just because it didn't happen to them doesn't mean it doesn't happen to else. But that's that's a willful manipulation of what they're saying, because it's not just that they're saying nothing happened to them. It's they're saying that we were around at these same times and we know that they're lying. Right. Well, that's true. But they're also saying, I mean, you could also say that, uh, you know, a serial pedophile knows who to target certain emotionally receptive children and perhaps yeah. and, and parents and, and could possibly coach parents. Sure. You could, you could say that, but you know, uh, Wade and Jimmy had, clinical psychologists at the trial, people who specialize in this stuff, child protective services investigated Michael with the FBI for over a decade and they found no evidence of anything like that. But so, do you think it's odd behavior for a, a 36 year old man to have a stranger's child sleep in bed with them alone? Well, this is the thing. So Michael was not a normal person he didn't lead a normal person's life um and so when this question comes up and we say well do you think that a man of this age well we're not talking about you know bob who lives down the street we're talking about michael jackson the most famous person on the planet um and the thing that people misunderstand here is that michael's bedroom was a two-story gigantic duplex that's bigger than most people's apartments Right. This is not like some little like box room with like some guy who lives down the street and is like 20 years old. Like, no, this they, it was like cinema rooms and they'd have parties in there and there'd be lots of people there. The parents would sleep in those rooms at the same time as well. Other kids would be there. You know, this is this is not like what they're saying that he would like get them alone. It's just, it's, it's completely debunked by other people that were there. But you had a, uh, you know, the. What was it? His sister was claiming that she and him slept alone in the bed with Michael. Mm. And then there are other stories like Jordan Chandler said that he had been alone with Michael many times. So you, so you don't think any of that's true, that Michael Jackson never spent no, you know, the night alone in bed with any of these kids? It's debunked by the people that were there and the staff and the security. So... But there, yeah. I think there's some staff have also, uh, you know, a couple maids said she had seen a couple of the kids showering with them. Yeah, that was that turned out to just be completely made up. And she admitted later on that, that was it was made up. Well. In fact, Wade, that story was about Wade. Uh, and Wade uh, 
even after this, even after the woman had admitted that she actually never saw anything, Wade emailed the article to his own mother, Joy, who replied, wow, none of that is true. Hmm. And, yep. and, and then and then despite despite that already being debunked, he includes it in his case anyway, uh, which is just like utterly ridiculous. Yeah, that uh, doesn't seem to lend much credence to it. Uh, the the one thing I think that that movie definitely uh, portrayed the the parents as having a a poor lack of judgment. I mean, I, I was surprised like when uh, Robson's parents were there, Rob, Rob, Robson's mother. Um, mm. the, you know, they apparently just met Michael Jackson once in Australia. Then they come to uh, the states, and then they mm. go spend a weekend in Neverland, and then she leaves her kid there with him for five days alone. What what parent would do that? Even though Michael Jackson is a mega superstar, I still would never leave my child if I had kids alone with a stranger for five days. Well, the the narrative that keeps coming up about Wade's mother is that she was the epitome of your sort of, uh, uh, you know, Jenna type momager who's desperate for their kids to be famous at uh, at any cost. Stage mom. yeah, absolutely. Like the most hardcore stage mom. You know, she and and now in this movie, they're claiming that that Michael, uh, you know, he 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 liked the family so much, and he uh, got them to come over, and blah 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 blah. Now, what actually happened was Joy Robson, Wade's mother, continued to badger and pester MJJ Productions month after month after month after month after this this dance contest where where that Wade had won, where he'd met uh, Michael for the first time. Um, she she wouldn't let it go. She she was like. She was like a dog with a bone. She and and she was ignored for months and months and months and months. And eventually, you know, yeah, she obsessed over it to the point where she moved them all over with no money to try and like. She was like, "This is our one shot of of of, of startup, and and we're going to do everything it takes to 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 make it happen." Leaving her own yeah, husband, her own husband, and, and her other, other son. Kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Leaving him behind to try and make this happen. So this is pathological. It is weird. Yeah, And even even Michael spoke out against it. And this is all on record as well from people that were, uh, you know, people that were around and and Wade was signed to Michael's label, MJJ Music. And, you know, I know the people that ran MJJ Music and they say she was hardcore. And Michael was would say, you know, you need to you need to let him have a life. And because what you're doing to him is what my parents did to me. Casey, let me. uh move on we're kind of running out of time here but i have a couple questions about mm. so conspiracy theories abound about michael jackson much like you know elvis and and uh other famous celebrities but uh, t- mm. tell me if there's any truth to these claims it's a little conspiracy mm. theory roundup here was mm. michael jackson chemically castrated by his father absolutely not absolutely that did not happen no no <laughs> i mean that that it's bizarre it's it's truly bizarre and that's that's up there with me for I mean, I give that as much credibility as people who say, you know, he and Latoya are the same person. He and Janet are the same person. Right. Just probably yeah, that one, too. There's a there's an autopsy. You know, look at the autopsy results. And the thing that the thing that frustrates me about the autopsy results is that despite these being out there for 10 years, you still get people saying that, oh, he he didn't. You know, he wanted to be white or things like that. No, he he had vitiligo. It's skin disease. It's in the autopsy. <laughs> and you still get people not believing that as well. And that's just so sad to me. Right. Imagine like having a debilitating sickness and people not believing you just because you're famous. Conrad Murray is doctor. He claimed his father had subjected his son to a course of anti-male hormones to stop the production of testosterone and uh, yeah, which can bring him on, but to treat acne. Really, like it was supposed to treat acne. 
there's really no no, no evidence, evidence for that to, to corroborate that yeah and it's it 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 goes against anything you'll find in the autopsy report as well yeah you know, there's there's no evidence of uh, you know if, if you're talking about uh you know te- like hormones and testosterone you know the autopsy report says fully you know fully functioning fully functioning adult male genitals right no mm. damage nothing like that so yeah what about uh, his death as a hoax and he's still alive and that he faked his death to uh, escape these uh, accusations of child molestation and because of his uh, financial problems? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's we that's just what we see with any famous person who's dead, right? Whether it be Elvis or, or Tupac. Uh, I remember being in high school and people, you know, absolutely convinced that, that Tupac was hiding in Cuba. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, things, things like that. And, you know, even, even with Prince, uh, I was at Paisley Park last year and a woman came up to me and my partner, Kim. Uh, you know, we, we run a YouTube channel and we do a lot of stuff about Prince. Um, and she came up to us outside Paisley Park, and there's this building at Paisley Park that's called the Egg. It's kind of like this egg-shaped building that's cannot. Mm-hmm. It's not the main building. And 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 uh, I don't know if you know this, but up until very recently, Prince's ashes were displayed prominently in Paisley Park in the atrium. Like I have actually of- heard that. I kind of wanted to go yeah. out there and see it, but uh, I've heard yeah. they they've oh, stopped you, that well, now. They they have moved the ashes, uh, yeah. but I would still recommend going to, to Paisley. But 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 what the the point that uh, that I wanted to make is that. Out, literally outside Paisley Park last year, we had a woman come up to us and in 100% belief in what she was saying, 100% confidence in what we, she was saying, was saying that Prince was still alive and the ashes were actually a camera that was connected to the egg and he was watching everything that was happening from that <laughs> film, right? And can you imagine, like, this woman, 100, 100% she believed this, right? She was... she, you know, It wasn't like, oh, what a, what a wacky... I'd, no, this is what she believed and she was absolutely convinced that these were facts um and so you it's the same with the same with michael you know you hear every variation of any death hoax rumor whether it's elvis or or tubac or or anybody else or or even people that are still alive like paul mccartney there's even that whole paul is dead thing that went off years and years every variation of everything that you've heard in any of these stories there'll be a michael jackson version from these people. Well, I read that, uh, that there's a theory that he cloned himself, and so who died was actually a clone, a genetically accurate clone. Wow. And, and so wow. he's living his life somewhere else. <laughs> I'm assuming that one's not true. Well, what about that? Would be, uh, be some next level uh, government conspiracy if uh, you could fully clone people and we had not heard about carbon it. type shit going on yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Um, Casey, thanks for being on the show. And uh, thank thanks, so for, uh, thanks for for providing the counterpoint to this documentary thank because uh, I think so uh, the the counterpoint's really not being um, not much attention is being put on that. Uh, people, you can check out Casey's blog. Um, what, what's your? Can you? It's thevioletreality.com. The violet com is our blog. Um, YouTube.com forward slash thevioletreality is our YouTube channel. Um, and you can follow yeah. you on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash Casey Rain. That's me. Yeah. All right, Casey. Thanks a lot, man. Um, Thank appreciate you so much. It. All right. Looking forward care. to uh, hearing you back. Thank yeah. You. I'll send you a link. Cool. Right. Great. Thank Thanks. you so much. So whether you believe it or not, it definitely gives you pause. Yes. It really does. Mm. Makes you wonder. I mean, you kind of see, he at least presented the counterpoint. Uh, we started talking like, uh, towards the end about conspiracies. Um, I forgot to ask him about, did you ever hear the Michael Jackson MK Ultra conspiracy? No. Yeah. It's been noted that, uh, that Jackson was a victim of MKUltra. I know conspiracy theorists out there thought that they were using, the government was using Jackson to control kids through his music. Oh, okay. 
Who knows? Hmm. Anyway, uh, if you haven't checked out the is documentary, that, wait, wait, is that why I always grown up with the urge to look at Henry Kissinger's asshole? His anus? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. Because okay. I think Michael Jackson was telling you to. Oh, okay. If you haven't seen the documentary Leaving Neverland, it's a good watch. It's long, mm. but it's a good watch. Mm. A little bit disturbing and a little bit hilarious at times. Mm. But anyway, um, I, think it's also, I think it's interesting to, uh, to also view it objectively. Right. You know, if, if, it, if it's possible. Anyway, this is episode 677 here at Sick and Wrong. We have news stories coming up next. We have phone calls after that. Uh, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. First story we have here uh, has to do with two sisters murdering their father. Mm. Good old-fashioned patricide article here. Oh, yeah. Love it. Two sisters committed the perfect murder, please say. A bizarre love triangle exposed the truth. Hmm. You know the New Order song? Bizarre love triangle? Yeah. Yeah, They were listening to that. Okay. Police were like, we just discovered who the murderer is. Mm. Yeah, through that song. The father is old and frail, ground down by his 85 years of life and hounded by cancer and dementia. Uh, he would die soon. His grown daughters, Mary Beth, Tomaselli, and Linda Roberts, were aware of this. Uh, so they decided to help him make an early exit. Uh, his two children here, the two mm-hmm. daughters, meticulously planned his death. On the evening of March 6, 2015, Mary Beth and Linda were at their father's house. Uh, this is in Palm Harbor, Florida. Okay. It's like 25 miles northwest of Tampa. Gotcha. Not quite sure where that is. Mm-hmm. Not surprised this happened in Florida because that's kind of where old people go to die. Yeah. Lots of old Jews go there to die from Florida. the East Coast. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why it's terrible to drive there. Hmm. Uh, Mary Beth's adult daughter was also there. So one of the sisters, her daughter was there. Uh, so they decided to give the young girl sleeping pills so she'd be oblivious to what they were doing. Mm. So they totally drugged their kid. Yeah. I wish my parents did that. <sighs> my parents loved me, they would have. Wait, because what were they doing? Well, they They're going to murder them? their fucking dad. Oh, oh. They're going to murder their father. Oh. So they drug they drug the granddaughter. Oh, I so see. she wouldn't know what was going on. Gotcha. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, Mary Beth and Linda prepared their father an alcoholic drink spiked with sleeping pills, hmm. a concoction they hoped would qu- quickly kill him. Hmm. Um, he was sprawled on the couch. His breasts became labored, <laughs> but were still going. Okay. Uh, apparently, they had put too much booze in the mixture, diluting the drugs. Hmm. That, that's the thing. Like you would think. Taking a bunch of sleeping pills and alcohol would do the trick. I wouldn't. Well, why don't I like, wouldn't think that? Well, what would happen? Do you think it'd just make you uh, turn to a vegetable? I think it'd just probably make you just fucking pass out for like thirty hours. You know, well, unless they, your constitution is like really weak. I guess if you're older, maybe. Well, this guy had you know? cancer and dementia. He's eighty-five. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people fucking take a million things and be and you know. Yeah, but what if out. I gave you twenty Dilaudid? And like, I don't know, some Jack Daniels or something. And you're 85. 
and I'm 85. Yeah. That might do it. I don't that know. If he do did it, it. If you he did it to me now, I'd probably just wake up in the hospital, you know? What I would be nervous about is becoming mm. like, in a, you know, waking up in a vegetative state and that's yep. my existence or, now. Yeah. Or you, um, you go into a coma for two years, like a friend of mine, and then you wake up and when you wake up, you're all fat and one of your hands is a monster hand. Like a claw, like yeah, a, like a monster claw. It's all giant, like a giant, like you know those Hulk hands, like a werewolf that you hand. Get. Yeah, like a where it's all like it's all like a giant monster, like Mickey Mouse hand. You know, that's what he had. How did that happen? I don't know, God, but it's scary. Yeah, yeah, and he looks like a, and he's like has to wear it to be in a wheelchair because he lost the I don't know, muscles in his limbs or something. Can he still masturbate with that hand? I, well, I wouldn't if I had the hand. I, I'd use my other hand, you know? So it's anyway, horrifying. I didn't kill him. He was still breathing. They had put too much booze in the mixture, diluted the drugs. So Linda took matters into her own hands. She grabbed a pillow and started smothering her father with it. Mm. They still, still failed to kill him. I mean, you'd think smothering with a pillow always works in the movies. Yeah. On TV shows, you pillow right in the face it just sounds like a shitty Edward Gorey story or something <laughs> two the sisters two daughter, the yeah, two, two sisters the looking daughters yeah <laughs> Greta mm. and Heta yeah decided to try to kill him but anyway yeah mm. they're like stuffing the pillow in his face still not working so Linda then mm. threw the pillow down took a rag mm. shoved it down her father's throat oh man and Mary Beth the other yeah. sister pinched his nose and Oof. held down his arms Oof. His chest finally stopped heaving. Oof. He okay. took his last breath. Yeah. Could they get the rag out after? Yeah, I think they just okay. pulled it out. Oh, right, but right. I think they just kind of mm. shoved it in as yeah, like yeah. a, you yeah. know, just to block any kind of passage sure. of air. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, the two sisters pretended to discover their father's mm. body on the couch. Right. And they're like, you know, he died overnight. He's an old man. Mm. Paramedics came to the scene. They assumed they were just dealing with another elderly Floridian. Yeah. He passed away overnight. <laughs> yeah. uh, so his death was listed as due to natural causes. So that was four years ago. Yeah. Uh, they had pulled off the perfect murder. You know, he was dead. He was done. Um, you know, they uh, sold his house for $120,000. They split mm. the money. Uh, they didn't have to deal with their father. I guess part of the reason uh, he'd become a bit of a burden is because uh, he was an invalid and he wouldn't go into a home. Mm. So now they didn't have to deal with a nursing home. Yeah. You know, it seems like, it's almost like, if you think about it, like a bit of a mercy kill. Right. How old was he? He was 85. Yeah, in it's, their like, 60s. it's long enough. You know? Yeah, you know, you'd think that would work. Ice flow time. But yeah. the sister's secret would eventually come out due to a bizarre love triangle. Uh, An actual one, not the New Order song. Okay. Um, the sheriff here, uh, County Sheriff Bob Guterri, mm. he said the sisters began a sexual relationship with the same man. The unnamed individual learned about what had happened to Anthony four years earlier and actually bought the details of police. What are these people's names? Uh, Linda Tomaselli. Oh, Mary Beth Tomaselli and Linda Roberts. Okay. Yeah. Um, so four years to the day of Anthony's death, Linda and Mary Beth were arrested and charged with first degree murder. This was this past week. It wasn't even a cold case. And that's what's mm. kind of odd about it. Yeah. Uh, because normally in cold cases, they know it's a murder and they just kind of know who did it, but they can't prove it. Good God. Or okay. they don't know yeah. who did it. Yeah. All right. But in this case... Yeesh. It had all the appearances and signs of a natural death, so yeah. they didn't even think to question how this guy died. Okay. So, I mean, they kind of got lucky with it, if you think about it. Well, I just, I had all my fantasies just disrupted brutally. 
by looking up what these people actually look like. Well, I did say there are sixty-year-old women. Do you have I, fantasies I didn't, I didn't about sixty-year-old women. I pictured them both as like Wednesday Adams-looking broads. You know, I uh, like. Yeah. <laughs> now you're getting they, two Edward Gore. Okay. They're yeah, not like yeah. goth. They're okay. like two Florida ladies. Like All right. you know, Florida, Southern Florida, the Golden Girls. Yeah. Kind of situation. Golden girl yeah. type of thing. Oof. Yeah. That just are also that's, very incredibly selfish and don't want to rough. take care of their father who gave yeah. them life. Fucking yeah. ingrates. Yeah. So according to the sheriff, Guterri here, Mary Beth met a man who wasn't identified in a uh, bar, just a random mm. bar in Pinellas County near Tampa. They developed a sexual relationship, which amazes me that this guy could have sex with either one of these women. Um, and Mary Beth introduced her sister, Linda, to the same man. Although she was married... Linda started a sexual relationship with this guy. He's a player, man. Kind of looked like Norman Fell from uh, Three's Company. Oh. Okay. You know, he's an attractive mm. man in his yeah. younger years. Yeah. Uh, it's unclear whether the sisters knew that they were both involved with the same lover. Mm. That wasn't pointed out. All right. The man noticed that uh, Linda had acted kind of odd. And it was obvious to him that something was bothering her. So after learning, earning her trust, he ended up talking to her. Like, hey, you know, is something going on? And she confessed that her father had not died of natural causes and that she and her sister had killed him. It's like the telltale Stupid. heart, but with just yeah. horny old women. Yeah. Um, because of uh, Linda's statements, he began to videotape and audio tape, you know, when, when they had conversations. Jesus I'm not Christ. quite sure how he did that inconspicuously, mm. but I don't know if he was just holding up his phone being like, can you say that again about mm. the part where you killed your dad with a pillow or mm. you tried to? Mm. A little louder, please. Um, she explained that the killing was premeditated. They believed that Anthony would die soon anyway, and uh, he refused to go into an assisted living They probably facility. went on his live Dungeons & Dragons podcast is probably how they he got They did. Yeah. It's probably how he knew. Yeah, he yeah. Probably, and then he probably had him confess. Yeah. That's a, good, that's a good idea. That's probably how they did it. You know? um, they decided to euthanize their father due to his health mm. and decision not to enter a facility. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a mercy kill. Because what do you do when they won't go into a nursing home? Murder them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The day after the confession, the man contacted law enforcement, handed over mm. the recording. Yeah. And then he began working with detectives to get mm. additional recordings from Linda and the other sister, Mary Beth. Right. He became like a mole. Like they gave him like a wire. Yeah. And then uh, in the later like, recordings. All right, we need, you need to have another episode of your live Dungeons and Dragons podcast. And with, get more with information. With the two murderer sisters and also special guests, Ryan Keeley and Kyle Kinane. Or yeah. You know what I mean? And then they all play Dungeons and Dragons and that's how they do it. That's and meanwhile, you know, a yeah, little yeah. Bit of, uh, you get some of the Franzia wine. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're uh -huh. like, you know, tongue gets a little bit loose. Yeah. They start revealing some grisly details. So uh, they said that they gave the man, their father, sleeping pills with alcohol. That was their plan to kill him. Mm. When that didn't work, they tried to suffocate him with a pillow. Then they uh, shoved the rag down the throat. Mm. Um, yeah, it was odd that they would both say this, but they started revealing like very intimate details. Um, I'm not quite sure. I mean, they, you know, it almost this is like a cautionary tale. Like, never confess your dark secrets to a random man you meet at a Florida bar. No, it's not going to work out well nope. for you. Yeah. Uh, Mary Beth described how it had been weird after killing her father because a faint pulse still fluttered through his body due to the pacemaker. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know if he was dead or not. So, yeah, it's just wow. kind of strange. That is the telltale heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the trash bag telltale heart. 
Yeah, you know, <laughs> the trash bag Florida version. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's clear that if the women had never uh, ended up both having sex with the same man, you know, the truth about their father's death may just always remain hidden. Hmm. You know, it's uh, they would have gotten away with murder if they didn't run their mouths and confess this guy they met in a bar. Hmm. They would have been scot free. Yeah. So there you go. It's a cautionary tale. Right. Don't divulge your secrets to random hookups you meet at a Florida bar. That's right. There you go. What do you have here for uh, story number two? German man who poisoned colleague sandwiches gets life in prison. Hmm, Sounds like something a German would do. Yeah, it does. Um, Something was very wrong at the valve factory. The valve factory. (laughs) Where they make valves. That's where they make them. Um, A 23-year-old trainee at ARI Armaturin a middle-sized manufacturer in the German industrial town of Schloss-Holter-Stutenbrock uh, <laughs> fell into a persistent vegetative state. He was found to have ingested highly toxic mercury, but investigators could not work out where it had come from. Hmm. Yeah. Another employee on the same shift went to the doctors at least five times with mystery symptoms and was eventually found to have severe kidney damage. This has all happened the same time period? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's suspicious. The that's truth weird. emerged, according to media reports, only when a third employee, Klaus Radke, uh, Radke, noticed a brownish substance in the ham and cheese sandwiches he brought from home. Whoa, was this guy putting feces on his food? Well, we're going to get to that. Probably not. Oh. Probably almost certainly not. Well, then what was he putting? What was brownish? I don't know what's brownish. It, it probably wasn't mercury, but it was probably something else. No, I'm saying those. feces. Not mercury. I'd be nervous about that. There's no feces. All right? There's no feces Well, would you rather eat the mercury or the feces? The feces. Why would you want to eat another man's feces? Because I'll be honest with you. Probably (laughs) no matter where you go, no matter what kind of food you're eating, there's probably microscopic feces on it, no matter what. You're not going to escape it. You're just, you're doing it. It's happening. Doesn't tuna have mercury in it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, so and I'd rather take like my chances with the mercury. You get, there's probably feces on it somehow. You know, there's always feces on everything. Yeah, but if I could see like it spread on it like Nutella, I'm not going to eat it. I don't know why you would. Well, if you made a sandwich <laughs> and you like made it and then later on you're about to eat it, what do you open it up and examine it? Well, how'd this like guy find the, how did this guy find the substance Apparently on it? Apparently he does do that. I don't right. do that. I'm just going to fucking see, eat it. I don't open it up and examine it. Like that's what makes me nervous about my lunch at work. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I don't know where I am now. After it had happened several times, this happened several times. Yeah. <laughs> Why would yeah. the guy? Okay, this I don't even understand that. Yeah, yeah. Where do you do, do you think this could happen in your work? It could have been like uh, balsamic vinaigrette. Yeah, know, that's true. Maybe who knows? Nutella. Um, he went to the uh, police about eighteen months after the young trainee fell into the coma. They asked the company to install a camera in its break room. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I don't bring my lunch to work um, because I'm not Fred Flintstone. <laughs> okay. To answer your question. Yeah, but do you guys get free lunch? We don't, but there's like three cafeterias we could eat at if we want to, you know? And you have to pay for it? Yeah, you have to pay for it. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of these companies these mm. days, like Facebook gives you free lunch. No, I know. When I used to work at in Silicon Valley, we always got free lunch. 
Um, so yeah, my job. I uh, I bring my own lunch. I usually pack my lunch. Are you lunch. Fred Flintstone? What? I am. Who are yeah. these people who are bringing like their own to, lunch? I don't like to eat other yeah. food. I don't like to eat because it's uh, first of all, it's not that healthy. You don't Second need of out. all. You know, you know, I do, I do I'll, eat, I'll eat dinner out, but I usually don't tend mm. to go like, you know, Chipotle freaks me out. Okay. I don't like Chipotle. Yeah. I don't like the fact that. Well, don't eat Chipotle. I know, but it's like places like that. That's yeah. where, that's what's around our, our area. So yeah. it's like, I'd eat a Taco Bell, I guess, but even that kind of freaks me. I'd rather just like make my own lunch, but. I've I, been to that area. There's a lot of little tiny, there's a lot of little restaurants that have a lot of different kinds of shit. I suppose, right. yeah. I, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of healthy. Food. Like I make like salads and stuff. Uh-huh. And that's what I do, and I make it at night, and I just bring that, and that's what I usually eat. But I never put my food in the fridge. Mm. I keep it in my bag. If I bought, if I bought materials to make sandwiches, make salads, and whatever at my house, I'd make maybe two salads, and then by the time I made two salads with it, it would be bad. I'd have to throw it out. You know? Well, I mean, I do yeah. it. Like yeah. I don't just make one salad and eat mm. it for five days. You know, I'll make like a whatever. But anyway, regardless, yeah, okay. like I keep it in my own, on my, you know, in, on my person. I don't like mm. let it out of my sight just for this reason. You don't put it in the refrigerator? I, no, I don't want people to go in there because it might work. Mm. You could go in that refrigerator with like, mm. I don't know, a dropper full of your own feces and just spread mm. it all over people's food. No one would know. You'd have no idea. There's no video cameras. It's in like kind of a, an isolated area. Mm-hmm. You could just go in and, and tamper with everyone's food. I'm not taking the chance. Okay. A 57-year-old machinist identified under German, German privacy laws only as Klaus O was poisoning his colleague's sandwiches. Well, they won't tell it. They won't actually re- no. <laughs> reveal his name. This guy who's killing people at work. Yeah, and he was, he was convicted and sentenced to a life in prison. In and, they won't, they and they still won't, won't tell yeah, his, they reveal yeah. his identity. That's why, that's why um, the only clue we have to uh, knowing who killed 6 million Jews during the Holocaust is a man named Adolf H. <laughs> Adolf H, We yeah. don't know. We don't know who did it. <laughs> I mean, of I German un- privacy laws. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand, like, yeah. you know, when Michael Jackson rapes a child, yeah. you don't want to reveal the child's name. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that makes sense to me. But There's this guy... Michael J. who did it. Michael J. Mm-hmm. Fox. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Would you be able to masturbate staring into the anus of Michael J. Fox? Or would it be too shaky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd probably, it'd probably be too shaky. <laughs> it's a pink uh, it was... blur. <laughs> it's a pink blur. <laughs> Stop shaking. Mm. Um, trying to masturbate here. Man, I don't know where I was here. Oh, yeah. Um, and the, the verdicts against him uh, for aggravated attempted murder and nine other charges related to the trainee and two colleagues with lasting kidney damage did not mark the end of the investigation. Man, he got a lot of people there. Yeah. The all, victims. Uh, they were examining 21 deaths in and around the company previously considered unrelated for any indication of foul play that would justify an exhumation. Wow, you know, if this is America, mm-hmm. all the employees there would be suing the shit out of that company. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. yeah but I don't know if you could do yeah. that in Germany. Yeah, I don't even know if they think to do that. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. not a litigious culture. Right, Whereas yeah. here, it's like if I worked at Facebook and someone's, you know, putting mercury in my food. Oh, sure. Hey, kidney damage, I would be a very wealthy man. You'd be, you'd be set, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they uh, investigated Klaus O on May 16th of last year. Their video showed him strolling into the break room, 
strolling, <laughs> opening a colleague's backpack and sprinkling powder onto his sandwiches. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's nightmarish. The machinist was found to be carrying a bottle of highly toxic lead acetate pills. Where do, like, can you buy that in, in uh, Germany? I don't know. You probably can. You probably, you probably can yeah. buy it here, you know. Or, or maybe, you, maybe he bought lead acetate and made it into it's pills. Just synthesizing yeah, it or yeah. something. The police then raided his home and discovered what was described in court as a basement laboratory. God. Yeah. This guy's a diabolical like genius. He's like fucking lab. Mengele. Why, yeah. why are Germans so mm. prone to this type of behavior? Um, I don't know. It's, it's creepy. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so during the trial, a psychiatrist testified that the defendant was interested in watching the effects of poisons on his victim's health. He used lead, cadmium, and mercury, <laughs> apparently mixing chemicals in his home lab. To be like, uh, so he's doing yeah. experiments. Yeah. Hey, Steve, have you, uh, have you, how's, how are the kids doing? Have you noticed any blood in your stool recently? <laughs> hmm? Oh, you have. Oh, very interesting. Let me write this down. How you is know? your Schwanzenstuhl? Yeah, yeah. Is it operating normally? Yeah. <laughs> that I, is some mm, creepy ass yeah, shit. Yeah. He's basically mm, just doing experiments mm, on his mm. colleagues. Cos, why are you examining my urine after I use the toilet? Oh, I don't. I'm just very interested in it. Mm. <laughs> just getting a sample. Mm. Uh, Mr. Radka's final suspect sandwich, <laughs> which, is, which is the name of my band in art school. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Which he took to the police after photographing and throwing out earlier samples was said in media reports to have contained nearly 71,000 micrograms of lead. Wow. A substantial but far from lethal dose. Um, I remember in uh, that show Oz. Remember that show? The prison show? I watched that. Yeah. They were like trying My to brother loved that show. Oh, it was a great show. <laughs> they were trying to like kill this old mafia guy and but you know they didn't want anybody to know because they'd get in trouble. So they're like they work the kitchen and what they do is they just like grind up glass like real real fine with like a some metal rolly thing just roll it over and grind up the glass till it's super fine sprinkle it on his like tuna salad he'd have like a tuna salad every day they sprinkle it in the tuna and then like just terrifying yeah yeah, yeah, and eventually he's just like blood everywhere just like spitting blood all over the place you know yeah wow so yeah that's how you do it so just giving folks ideas out there, you know. Slipping uh, yeah. poisonous substance in people's food. Uh-huh. Yep. The court heard that the defendant had been experimenting with poisons for years and had ordered a new batch on the internet before his arrest. Investigators also found stri- extremely high levels of mercury on his property. This guy must have really liked that. Did you ever read Arsenic and Old Lace? I don't think so, no. You read that about those two old ladies? Mm-mm. Like kill somebody with poison. Mm. It's like how old women kill people. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, throughout the trial, which began in November, the defendant did not speak, other than to identify himself to the judge, in keeping with German courtroom rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the court did hear testimony from the man's estranged siblings, who described a traumatic and impoverished upbringing. During the trial, a psychiatrist had confirmed that the defendant was not only fully responsible for his actions, but that he might strike again if given the chance. 
under German law, prisoners given life sentences are eligible for review and potentially parole after 15 years. The sentence in this case, however, included preventative security dis- custody, uh, an indication that the man is likely to stay in prison indefinitely. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to let him work in the cafeteria. They probably shouldn't. <laughs> they probably yeah. should keep him away from yeah. that. Such measures are exceedingly rare in the German justice system and reflect how grave the court considers the crimes. Last year, a pedophile convicted of horrendous and systemic abuse was given a similar security custody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at one point during the trial, the district attorney asked Mr. Radka why he never started locking the backpack in which he brought his sandwiches Nobody believes that a colleague does something like that because everyone trusts in each other. Exactly. Europeans yeah. are too trusting. Yeah. Americans are suspicious <clears throat> of everybody. Yeah. We are. We're a paranoid group of people. Yeah. We don't let people just walk through our yards. A, a paranoid culture. That's why we yeah. all have guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to let people like, oh, who would think that someone would put their Schwanzenstuck on my cucumber yeah. sandwich? Yeah. You know, it's like we wouldn't think about that. The one thing I don't get about this guy mm. Is why does he use lead and cadmium or whatever the fuck he's using? Why not try to use something that's like going to give you, it's going to give the person gigantism and like make him get like, you know, elephant sized testicles? Yeah, because I don't think that exists. Unless <laughs> <laughs> in a cartoon. What do you want, a cartoon or something? No, I would do, I would do my research. Cream and then they put on the cream and they vanish. I would do what, my research do to live? see if I could get vis, you know, mm. visible effects uh-huh. of, the, of what I'm trying to do. Like that pimple lady? Yeah, the pimple yeah. lady uh, you're talking about. It's like yeah. now she's like turned to this like cystic fibrosis monster. Yeah. Like the fucking thing from, uh, was it Stranger Things? Yeah. You know, I want to see something. Ha- I'm not going to be like... Okay, he's turning slightly yellow and uh, it burns when he urinates. I mean, it's like I'm not going to get any enjoyment. It's like the robot in Prometheus. <laughs> Remember he like poisons their thing with the alien? Like he gives the uh, girl the alien. Oh, the, 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 guy uh, the, alien. the android. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, android. Yeah, the like, evil I, android. I wonder what will happen if I just give them, you know. He's <laughs> just curious. He's That's just curious. Evil. Very evil. His only crime curious was curiosity. People. I think the moral of the story here is mm. fucking keep your lunch. If you're going to bring your lunch to work, you're mm. going to be Fred Flintstone. Just keep it in your own bag. Yeah. Do you Don't have a lunch pail? Do you have a lunch I pail? A, I don't know. I got a cool Hot Wheels lunchbox. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got like a fucking, I don't know, a bag that I put in. Uh-huh. All right. Lunch pail. Lunch pail. <laughs> People say your story. Stick around podcast mm. at gmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. Uh, you can call the Sticker on Hotline at 323-522-4032. But before that, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my Lugaric's disease got pretty bad. Let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E. I am now a new man. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. 
Uh, we got a number of calls recently that were just like unintelligible. I don't know if it's mm. the connection was bad or whatever, mm. but uh, yeah, give us some more calls. We want some we want something of like substance yeah. that we can actually play on the show. I mean, some of them, I, I, even if they're like an aborted phone call, I'll still play on Patreon. Mm. But uh, this week we got like five calls that were just like started off good and then midway through it just cut off. Mm. And you couldn't even hear the person. So anyway, 323-522-4032. Keep it under three minutes and make it like somewhat comprehensible. Yeah. Uh, the first call we have here, this is a new listener mm. with a question. Okay. New listener with a question. Hey, fuckers. Um, so I'm kind of new. Meet to the fuckers. Um, I guess I've only been listening for a couple of weeks, but like I work 12-hour days, so I listen to that shit all day long. Keeps me from getting to... Do you think she's a cam girl? Those girls work so hard. Uh, I, I think maybe probably a, a nurse or something. Oh, they yeah, tend to work twelve-hour shifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do cam cam girls and nurses? Do they, they work twelve-hour so shifts. Cam girls, they probably. can. They don't yeah. have to do anything but just yeah. get naked and masturbate yeah. on their beds. It's a lot to do, you know. Yeah, but you could do. You got to be performing hours. a lot. You got to. You got to be on. You got to be doing it. You, you know? could be naked and just eat your lunch or or be on your phone, and dudes are going to still jack off to it. I don't know. I, I did Twitch for a little while. That shit is exhausting. You know? Did you show your anus? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very popular Twitch channel. Yeah, and I, uh, it was it was just my anus, and then behind my anus, a picture of Robin Hood, but when it was a fox, when he was a fox oh, man. Oh, when he was a fox. Yeah, so you oh, can either look okay. at my anus, or you can look at Robin Hood as a fox man. What about Kevin Costner's Robin Hood? Um, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Would, that would work. Remember when people were confusing Brian Adams with Ryan Adams? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, how dare you, Brian Adams? You're a monster. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, all right. Anyway. Like, bland and boring. Anyways, um, I've had this question that has recently just been, like, burning through my fucking brain. And, like... I thought you guys would be the perfect people to ask. Um, okay, so I've recently discovered this crazy kink that I have where I just love to be called mommy in bed, and I know it's really fucking weird, but I mean, if you think about it, is it really? Because, like... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's yeah, weird. a good point. Yeah. yeah, when you think about it, is it really? I think yeah. that's, yeah, I think that's yeah. the motto of the show. Yeah. Nothing's weird. Yeah. Well, I think, like, you know... 12 years ago like the oh you know you you want her to call you daddy that's weird now it's just like everybody does that everyone's you know? his daddy you know fuck my tight asshole daddy yeah that's fine well they didn't use you didn't used to be a main you, you know yeah no it used now to be it's just like weird, everybody yeah. does it it's like the you know although the, the, the thing top is thing written on tinder profiles you know the thing you is call with me the, daddy i want to call you daddy everything the thing is with uh, mm. with you know being called mommy, it's like yeah. you got to find the right guy. You got to find like a Dennis Hopper type guy who's mm. sitting there with you know amyl nitrate, just like mommy, yeah, yeah, screaming. Yeah. It's like you can find some dudes that could do that. But yeah, fuckers mm. like to be called some weird shit. I mean, I had a guy try to get me to call him Captain in bed. Like, <laughs> anyways, I'm just. Saying. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Captain Kangaroo or yeah. Captain Caveman uh, or just Captain. <clears throat> Was he talking about Tennille at all? <laughs> the fuck it's fucking that's fun though i like that yeah, yeah. do you do you have weird names that you make the girl call you no no nothing at all i prefer uh, non verbal lovemaking 
Oh, you don't want her to say anything? I, I just prefer there's no talking, you know? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, well, no, you know, that's not true. I like if, if they can, sometimes they could say hot shit, but like most of the time they'll, they won't. They'll but say you don't stuff want pet names? No. Like random Muppet babies or yeah, something? Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Just a random one. Janice! <laughs> I always call women Janice when I'm having sex with them. No matter I, who it is. I usually call them Mr. Furley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll Actually, call, you got to call me Sam the Eagle whenever we're having sex. <laughs> that would be mm. kind of funny if it's mm. like you make the girl call you Mr. Furley. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you make that sound whenever you orgasm. <laughs> Did you hear that congressman talking about Three's Company? Uh like, when uh, he was like, you know, when they in Congress, when they get up and they speak before Congress, oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah, that's yeah. called. During the session, yeah. Um, and he's like, and he's like, and there was a TV show, and it was a joke. It was considered a joke that a man would pretend to be a homosexual <laughs> when he would, you know, he would live with these two women, and the only way he could do it when, is that if he pretended to be a homosexual, and everyone thought it was so funny, it was such a joke, and now it's accepted. That's how they do it. They, they at first it's a joke and then everybody thinks it's funny and then eventually you know you're fucking a guy in the asshole and looking at Peter Pan's anus you know <laughs> or whatever like that was literally his like speech was it Bernie Sanders? no yeah it was <laughs> that was a show I saw called Three's Company and at first they had a Mr. Roper and then he left to do a spinoff and then it was Mr. Furley Excuse me. You know, he's covered in sweat by the time he gets to the speech. Do you know what? You know Suzanne what I, Summers, the, the Thigh Master. Do you remember yeah. the movie Ace Ventura? Yeah. yeah. Could they make that today? Because that was a very anti trans movie. Was it? Yeah. Like, they, watch that movie mm, again. Mm, mm, it, the, the bad guy in it was, was a trans person, and right. they mocked that person throughout yeah, yeah. the movie. There's a lot of stuff like that you couldn't make. But it today. was a joke. It was yeah, a funny yeah, yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you I'm wouldn't gonna... do that today. Yeah, you wouldn't because yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. not politically yeah. correct. Right. I think in like in put in perspective, it's really not that weird. But when I tell some guys that this is what I like, I swear to fuck, they look at me like I just asked to shit in their mouth. I yeah. mean, it's a, <laughs> a lot of guys mean to that. Like. Yeah. I mean, I like what I like. I can't help it. It's actually still great either way, but... Look, I'll do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, sweetheart. You know, I, I'll, I'll I'd be good you giving a uh, game. Give a shit, like, know? for something like that, I think is yeah. relatively innocuous. Yeah. I wouldn't be a... Uh, whatever. I mean, I've reluctantly let women call me daddy. You know? Mm. Even yeah, though I don't... I don't I'm not into either. it, but it's like, hey, uh, fine. You know? I'll the, just pretend you're not saying anything. The thing is, I'm such a Blue mm. Velvet fan that mm. if I... If she was like, you call me mommy, I think I would just kind of try to get into character. Yeah, yeah. And it would be hard for me not to think that. Yeah, because it's like, if you ask me to do something, like, eh, I'll probably start doing a bit. There's a very good chance yeah. in any given mommy, situation. Yeah, baby yeah. likes to fuck. Yeah. I'd be into that. I just want to know, is it really that weird for you? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really like calling someone daddy, but if I know it gets them off, I'll fucking do it. But some of you guys are such bitches about this shit. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Anyways, keep it weird or whatever the fuck you guys say at the end of these things. And, uh, <laughs> call me mommy. Bye. What did she say there? Call me what? I don't know. Call me mommy, I think. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mommy. Yeah. Can well, I go out and kill tonight? You know, I mean, look, I'd do it, you know? 
Uh, you know, I, why yeah. not do that? Yeah, That's yeah. some pretty low hanging fruit in terms yeah. of kinks. There could be a lot. I mean, she could be like, you got to call me mommy while I'm fucking you in the ass. Mm. And then I'd be like, okay, well. Then I'd be like more gonna, into it. We're going to be like, oh, sure. <laughs> I would be Definitely. like, we, we have yeah. to work our way up to that yeah, in yeah, a relationship yeah. emotionally. The question, I guess the question is not, would you be willing to do it in the beginning? The question is, would you still be doing it a year and a half in the relationship? I guess like, it, it a lot of people are like, yeah, I'll do whatever at the beginning. And then once you start date, once you're dating somebody for a year, the, the shit that you put up with in the beginning that you probably, you know, you just you start to be like, oh, it becomes a bit tedious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you know, you've got rope, into it by that point. Rope and bondage, I've noticed that. Mm. It's like, in the beginning, you tie up a girl, you're both mm. into it, you mm. can spend like three hours tying each other up and doing all mm. sorts of crazy shit with dildos and vibrators. And then like a you know a year or two in the relationship, it's like... <sighs> if they're not into it, yeah. If yeah. they're not into it. Sometimes you can <clears throat> you can get them into it, and then that becomes their whole thing. And then it's their thing. It's happened. But I, but I can kind of mm. see that. Once you, get, you know, once you get used to mm. each other anyway, like years into <clears throat> it, like three years into a relationship, it's just kind of mm. like... <sighs> I guess. Yeah. We just do that. I'd rather just like have sex really quick and then go fucking, you know, watch Leaving Neverland. Right. And then have sex again afterwards because I'm so turned on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think as as far as kinks go, I don't think that's yeah, your yeah, ad, yeah, I don't think that's fine. a huge ask. No, it's not. You know, not. and I think uh, any dude that is acting like he mm. that 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 you're putting him out to ask mm. him that is probably not worth your time. Right. You know, go fuck another dude. You're probably yeah. you sound like a hot girl. Yeah. Doesn't she sound like an attractive girl? It's hard to tell. But she yes. sounds young. She sounds, she sounds attractive. Yeah, she yeah, sounds yeah. like she's yeah. a good giving and game for right. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's like fuck those dude close minded fucks. Mm. They're being lazy. Yeah. So anyway. All mm. right. Um next call we have here is Epic Farter just had some tragedy in his life here. So Okay. Uh, D and Harrison. Epic Farter here. Not my usual self at the Sounds moment. Sounds a bit downtrodden. Um, like you, D, uh, I lost my dad recently. Um, we buried him this week. Ah. Um, he was 82. Jesus. He was an epic farter too. Uh, taught me how to fart from a young age. Taught me how to appreciate farts. Uh, he used to get our little dog called Butch. Uh, real stupid name for a dog, but he was, he was always shagging stuff, so. That was quite good fun. Um, and he used to get him to sniff his crotch while he was sat in the chair, and then he'd rip one off into the dog's face. <laughs> which, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, he used to pre pretend or threaten to flick the dog's balls if he was playing him up, and the dog would snarl at him and stuff like that. And He'd ball tap a dog. <laughs> What kind of shit is that? His dad sounds pretty cool. I like how he's like, yeah. my dad taught me how to fart. Yeah. So it's like, mm. <laughs> I wonder if he's just like, son, mm. that's not a fart. Mm. This is a fart. Mm. And then it's like, it's all about the technique. How long, mm. you know, how high you lift your leg. It's like, I like that. My dad never did that. Who gives that. a dog a vanilla ball tap, you know? Come I don't on. know about that, but mm. I am one, mm. that, I am partial to farting around pets. I find mm. it funny. Yeah. Because they don't really know what's going on yeah and then they'll just kind of be like they'll be really startled by it mm. like i know like uh dogs caliban mm. in particular caliban mm. likes to sleep between my legs mm. every now and then it's like mm. just rip one and that cat will just be like the fuck was that and yeah. just give me this look of like right and then they open the their hell? mouths because they're trying to smell it more <laughs> than... 
<laughs> and then I blow it in. I yeah, cup yeah. it. I cup it and put it in their face. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And they look like you just ball tap them, but they don't have any balls. So yeah, my can't. cats don't have any balls. Yeah, yeah. But, um. yeah it, there's a, quite a big loss, mate, in the world. Losing my dad has been pretty challenging. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd let you know. Sorry, I've been a bit quiet lately um, with that going on and stuff. But yeah, I just wanted to ring and say hi and if you can give me any tips to get over this sort of stuff, that'd be great. I know it's a bit down for the podcast, but it's life and death as, you know, that's what it's all about. But yeah, I just there. thought I'd give mm. you a shout. I've not shit myself lately. Um, I'm, I've got a new job. I'm now a manager, um, but I still listen every week without fail listening to all these guys and girls and their stories and little characters and yeah i demand women call me momager 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 <laughs> when they have sex with me well that was about it really i just wanted to say hi um i'll try and be a bit more cheerful next time but i'm still feeling it man um harrison i just gotta say rapist glasses and feathers um I still love it. <laughs> it keeps me entertained. Um, That's his and I know you keep saying, yeah. not the fucking feathers, man, and all that sort of shit, but you know. What? <laughs> Why do I talk like a character from I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker, in his mind? It's weird. <laughs> I just like the idea of you as this mm. evil villain with like your pedo glasses mm. and a bunch of feathers in your pocket. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People don't even remember like, you know what, fuck it. I forget it. I'm not even going to get into it. You do it. You must have a hell of a collection of feathers. You would go fuck yourself <laughs> and fuck your dead father for all I give a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking... You've hit a, you've hit a button. There. It's too much. Nah. You know? go with those glasses and have you got a flasher mac you must have a raincoat that you wear and nothing else i'm gonna poison your lunch <laughs> i'm gonna find your fucking fred flintstone lunch pail next time i'm in oxfordshire because i you know and i'm gonna poison your lunch with mercury and cadmium <laughs> and all the period the entire periodic table you know and flash uh, unsuspected women all over the place um but yeah i'll give that i'll leave it there you take care of yourself guys keep going you, you you're keeping me above depression at the moment because every time i listen it just makes me laugh so love you guys hope to see you when you come to the uk again bye-bye you oh you will <laughs> you will pal yeah. Um, yeah. Epic farter, man. I'm sorry to hear about your dad that is the worst and you know it's like in terms of tips can't really give you any tips other than drink a lot of alcohol and just time that's that's it you know the one thing that always helped me cadmium and, yeah cadmium mm. um the one thing that always helped me is kind of what you're already talking about is you think about funny stories involving you know that person and uh and that kind of makes you because it makes you laugh because it was a funny experience like the ball tapping of your dog or your dad ripping one of your dog's face it's a funny story like i remember when my dad died um you know, it's just, it sucks. It's tragedy. It's like, I, I was drinking a ton. But I would think about certain different, you know, different memories. And one, one in particular, I thought, it's, I still laugh when I think about it now, is uh, I remember one year, it's like, I think I was like a junior or senior in high school. And me and my friend Kessler 
and a good friend of mine uh, named Christy, we all did a lot of mushrooms. Mm. And like my parents' house was one of those houses you could go if you're on a ton of drugs, and my parents had no clue. Like right. if you went back to your parents' house, would your parents know like you're on something? No, no. Oh, mom, they'd have no idea? Yeah, my mom was kind of clueless about that shit. Yeah, my parents would have no mm. idea. So we went back to my house. We were fucking wasted, just flying high mm. on mushrooms. Go back to my house to go watch the movie Over the Top. You know, oh, that sure. arm wrestling movie. Yeah, the arm wrestling. So, yeah, so we're watching that. It was a Friday night. Yeah. And my dad on Friday nights would be up late, usually like one or two in the morning, studying the Torah portion for the next service. <laughs> They're going to say studying over the top. <laughs> <laughs> Taking notes. It's his favorite movie. Yeah, yeah. But so anyway, we're watching over the mm, top, mm. which I do believe I had on VHS at the time. We're high on mushrooms. Mm. My dad comes down. And he's wearing these, like, I got him these big, huge Bigfoot slippers mm -hmm. as a joke. He yeah. loved them, wore them all the time. Mm. So he comes down and it's like, he had like a, a white V-neck shirt on mm. and uh, he'd wear like these pajama bottoms and he mm. comes downstairs with his big slippers and he's like, oh, hi kids, mm. you're having fun watching the movie. Mm. And we're just like, yeah, we're just laughing every single mm. word he said. Mm. And then my, my dad loved our dog, Benji, our German mm. Shepherd. And he's like, mm. and so he's sitting there, he's like, having fun, yes. And then Benji comes over, he's like, oh, Benji, come here, I love you, Benji. Mm. He starts rubbing his, his like stomach. Mm. And my dog had the biggest fucking red rocket mm. came it was like this huge boater and my dad mm. like didn't even notice yeah he's just like oh yes yes you love this don't you and we're just i was like on the ground crying <laughs> laughing because yeah. it was so funny yeah. and then he's just like okay you watch the movie yeah. and then walked away yeah and we're just mm. it, i don't know for the next like half an hour he couldn't, couldn't stop laughing about it yeah. and that's the thing it's like when you think about those type of memories yeah um yeah, it helps helps with the pain. Mm. So I'd recommend think about funny shit and drinking a lot. I thought the dog was going to ejaculate on, uh, you know. I thought that, that's thank what you were God that he didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it, he wasn't rubbing his cock. Okay, all right, all right. It wasn't like masturbating yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 him. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. a mutual masturbation session yeah. with a dog and a rabbi, Jesus. Yeah. God. That's a joke. Maybe I should have women call me rabbi when we're having sex. Yeah, Reb. That'd be weird. Reb. Rebby. Yeah. Rebby. Mm. Anyway, sorry to hear about your dad, Epic Farter. And, uh, mm. Yeah, good luck, man. It sucks. Been there. Totally sucks. Mm -hmm. But that's what death's all about. Yeah. yeah. Um, next call we have here is, uh, talk, speaking of death, mm. um, you know Keith Flint from the Van Prodigy died last week. I just... Found that out like an hour ago. Blows my mind that you didn't, didn't know, know this. Yeah, I, I was actually know. a pretty big Prodigy fan back in the 90s. There's such a 90s I had two band. two of their albums. Or two Fat of their Little CDs. Land was a great record. And uh, what was the one right before that? Blanking <sighs> on the name. Fat Little right Land now. was the one with the crab on the cover, right? Yeah. I had the one. I don't even know if I had Fat Little Land. The was it the I had jilted the one before generation? That. The Jilted Generation? I think it was the j Music for the Jilted music Generation. Music for the Jilted Generation. And I had some weird, shitty. That was the one with Voodoo CGI people. On the cover. Yeah, Voodoo people. Yeah, that was a great yeah, song, yeah, too. Yeah. So, you know, that was one of those bands, mm -hmm. like. I remember I, I saw them mm -hmm. in uh, Detroit in 96 at the State Theater. It was either mm -hmm. 96 or 97. And I was amazed at how mm -hmm. violent that show was. Yeah. People would go fucking nuts when that music came on. Yeah, like it was very aggressive music. Mm. You know, even though it's considered what is it EDM, technically, it's not EDM. Or industrial. It's I like know. yeah, what, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, they kind of. Yeah. I mean, they were kind of pioneers of that genre. Yeah, 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 but yeah. yeah, I mean, it was such a such a fucking great band to see live. Mm. Anyway, here's Twisted Firestarter. The namesake. It's their namesake. Yeah, he mm. calls in. Haven't heard from this guy in a while. All right. Oh. 
Oh, remember that I, lyric. All right. I'm not feeling addicted. I think you're illustrated. You know who it is? The Twisted Firestarter. Yeah, yeah. All right. Bit, bit of a sad one. Keith Flintstead. You know? Yeah. And so... Like you. A confessed arsonist. Keith Flint? Yeah. Did he, did he do any time for that? I don't think so. Hmm. No, never mm-hmm. did. You've got to do Twisted Firestarter as Song of the Week. We're not doing right. that. We're not. Oh, and the song is Firestarter. You shot down Stinkfest. Fuck you. You've got to do this. I mean, we don't got to do shit, motherfucker. <laughs> We're when not did, doing that. When did you shut down Stinkfest? Um, by Tool. I don't remember. I don't know why they wanted us to play it. Well, he probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were just like, no way. Yeah. No Tool on this, this show. What we're gonna, you know, that's not what we're all about. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's the There's point? Good oh, yeah, we want to introduce the new generation to Tool. That's not our job. <laughs> that's not my job. And who doesn't know Tool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No. No, 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 no. Fuck that shit. All right. Okay. I got the poison. I got the remedy. I got the world of the dot. Remember that song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did like that album, yeah. All right. Fake, for Christ's sake. Uh, the amount they did for, for Mueller, the only, the policy, the only EDM act I give a shit about. You know, given that I'm into like death metal and grindcore and shit. But, um, and the prodigy, if you're listening to this, what am I talking about? Of course you're listening to this. Mm. You need a new front man. Right here. You know, I've, I've already got the name. Yeah. I can I can do I can do all that. I can jump around like a maniac, you know, I can do the I'm a fast doctor! Twisted fast doctor You know? Uh anyway boys. Quick little bit about me. I am doing a lot better. Uh I actually started dumping girls now. Oh, I went on a couple of, day, couple of days. What did he say? He started stomping girls? Yeah, he started curb stomping Oh, curb uh, women. stomping women. Okay. I, yeah. I hope we He's didn't try of, to like encourage that. Inspired by the Me Too movement. Yeah. I'm He's hope- begun curb stomping. <laughs> curb stomping women. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. hoping we didn't inspire He said that. dumping. He oh, said dumping. Okay. Dumping women. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why would he start dumping women? Because remember, dumping he, on? he couldn't get a date. Remember... And now he has too many? Time. Yeah, now he's got... Now, yeah. Wait, did he say Apparently dumping? he and I have switched places. Did he say what? dumping or dumping on women? He said dumping. He's okay. not shaking his shit on women. <laughs> All right? You never know. Yeah. With a girl called Crazy Kerry. She lived up to her name. Um, literally, the, the third time I met her, we're, we're, we're lying in bed together, and I just look at her, and she's gazing at me. And, and she just goes... I'm never letting you go. Oh my! I'm never letting you go. I'm never gonna give you up. <laughs> never gonna let you down. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's mm. that is crazy. Never gonna give. Right. God, it it freaked me out. Mm. You know. I, <laughs> Why can't I meet a crazy carry? You know. What's wrong with me? Crazy Jane. A couple of days later, and I, I later found out she like, trashed her ex-boyfriend's house, mm. and she tried doing someone for rape. And she's a proper maniac. I, I was shit scared. You know, I, I was like, mm. I locked myself in my house. I smoked some weed to try and calm down. That was a fucking mistake. It only made me worse. 
Dude, Harrison is so turned on right now. You are so into this. I'm a little bit, yeah. Isn't this your type of lady? It is. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Did she yeah. try to stab you in the dick? Yeah. Because if so. <laughs> Perfect woman. Uh-huh. What are you actually you doing for Song of the Week? I was going to do that song. Oh, I had two songs, either Breathe or Charlie. Mm. Have you heard that song, Charlie? No. It's a weird one from them. No. But it's got, a, it's got clips of that, that, mm. old, that old claymation English that comes like, Charlie said to go do this. And it's got mm. like these clips in there. Mm. But Breathe was always one of my favorite projects. Even though it was mm. a hit, it was still one of my favorite songs yeah. of theirs. We can't play Firestarters. Too played out. So was Breathe. I mean, look, I like Breathe, but that was a hit song, man. I guess it was. Song. Charlie was. Jesus Christ. You know what song I really, I used to play at this trip all the time. Well, you remember that song, Narayan? No. It's like nine minutes long. I really only ever listened to uh, a Jilted Generation album, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, Narayan was like track number nine mm. off Fetal Land. Mm. I used to play it for a lot. Of, I used to actually play a lot of tracks off of that. Yeah. I suppose protest, we... protest, we should play, play the Low Fidelity All-Stars. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we could end the show with Firestarter. Yeah. No. We, you I'm don't not, want to for no. uh, Firestarter? Fuck him. No. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm not giving anybody anything this week. All right. All right. God, no holds barred yeah. there. Anyway, yeah, I am bummed about Keith Flint's passing. I, you know, I don't know if... Is the band still around? Like, were they still touring? I don't know. You know, I, I saw him in the 90s. How did he die? His suicide. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah he... Uh, you know, his death at first, um, people didn't know. They didn't really say they found found him his home uh, last Monday morning in uh, Dunmo, Essex. Uh, but then uh, one of his bandmates uh, said, uh, "It's with deepest shock and sadness we can confirm the death of our brother and best friend Keith. Um, he'll be forever missed." And he said that uh, the news is true. I can't believe what I'm saying this, but our brother Keith took his own life over the weekend. Yeah. So yeah, looks like he did die. But well, age forty nine, definitely someone that will be missed. Anyway, um. People can call Sticker on Hotline 323-522-4032. We did get this email from uh, Blair. I don't think I'm going to read the whole thing, but read like, try to read the first couple sentences from Blair from from The Facts of Life? Yeah. Okay. It says, uh, you take the good, you take the bad. No, that's not what I said. Um, It says, took a five-month hiatus from your gay Bob show. As hard as it, we... Tay, whist tay, wean myself off it like a baby. Why tit milk? I started listening Tay from the Vilcod podcast. Why, it's like fucking listening to Robert Burns writing you on fucking <laughs> Snapchat or something. Uh, f- from the Bill, Vil podcast with your gade pal, Stelio and Martin. And by golly, I've got to say it wasn't half shite. The two of them are brain deed. I got Tay a boot episode 126 odd until I say to myself, ah, fuck, this cucks wallop fucking didgeridoo. I'm going to stick my phone down the loo because it was like day in a poo with a bleeding rectum. It hurts, but you can it come out somehow. Ye... This is like reading Canterbury yeah, Tales. It's like Canterbury Tales. It's, like, t- it's almost a, a different language. Zephyrus hath eek in his sweet breath. Uh, it's Middle English. Come on, somehow you keep pushing through it. Uh, but 
Um back on um on is this episode Gaelic or something. I don't even know. Fuck it. You have to read the whole thing. I was just giving you an example. You fucking twat bangers, ye. Yeah. yeah. So. Read what he ends it ends it with. You okay. turd something. Okay. Uh, see us later, you crooked, bald, Californian, bush-brotted, toad burglar faggots. Love, Blair. Yeah, there you go. Shambluya. What is Shambluya? I don't even understand. You wee fridge magnet tagliatelli, goat print sticks, it's a Shambluya. <laughs> it amazes me that that's even English. Yeah. I don't think it is. No. I don't even know what it is. But Blair, thank you. I think that's um, the, the, the Parsons tale. Yeah, in, uh, <laughs> the, the original middle or something. I'm not of, sure. Every tales. Yeah. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. people support the show by becoming a sick and wrong patron. patreoncom slash wrong. Sign up today. We've actually had a few, quite a few people this week sign up, which is cool. But uh, mm. we've been posting all sorts of shit on that show um, or on that Patreon page. Mm. I know uh, some some guy recently signed up, and he's like, "Hey, how can I access the archives?" If you just go and click on posts, you can mm. filter by, mm. you know, everything that we posted at the $10 level, $5 level. You can even filter by, like, archives if you want it. Yes. You know, by different tags. But anyway, we are posting a lot of, we're, we're posting, like, a lot of extra content there. One extra story. Oh, yeah. A few extra phone calls. I know uh, Schlitzie called in with a pretty bizarre thought experiment this week. Yes. That we played on Patreon. So mm. go to patreon.com slash wrong and uh, sign up today. We appreciate it. Um, Finally here, Song of the Week. We're going to play in tribute to uh, Keith Flint. We're going to end the show with a Prodigy song. You know, Keith Flint wasn't the only one who died this past week. You know, Luke Perry. He died. He died, 90210. You heard about that one. What about Jan Michael Vincent? I didn't hear about that. I was shocked and saddened to hear about that. Jan Michael Vincent from the show Airwolf. I love that show. With Ernest Borgnine. You know, he once said that if he had died um, in his prime... He would be remembered like James Dean. J. Michael Vincent said yeah, that? Yeah, he said that, yeah. <laughs> but did he have like major drug... Like he lost a leg or something because of all the alcohol he used to drink. Did he really? Yeah, like towards oh, the end, wow. he was in a wheelchair because okay. he lost his legs. Huh. Yeah, because he said, you'd said that, yeah, if he had died in his prime, he, you know, he'd have been remembered like, like James, James Dean. Dean. Yeah. yeah, I doubt it. I mean, Airwolf was <laughs> yeah, cool, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when's the last time you had a conversation about Airwolf Air- with I- anybody? <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. I think probably when I rented the Nintendo game based on the show. They had a, wait, they had a game I think called so. Airwolf? Airwolf. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. God, I love that fucking show. Mm, yeah. It was badass. Anyway, mm. uh, we're not going to make a tribute to those people, though. We're going to make a tribute mm. to Keith Flint because mm. uh, I did like the uh, the band Prodigy. Mm. Um, so we're going to end the show here with... Um, with uh, how, about, how about Breathe? Uh, breathe is a good one. Yeah, sure. Breathe. Fine. All right. We're going to end the show here Fine. with Prodigy's Breathe. Damn fine song from a damn fine band. Rest in Apparently pieces. Apparently, we're like a, a, a top forty fucking Keith station Flynn. now. That's what we are this, now. This music you know? elitist Jesus over here won't Christ. play Tool. Is like uh, elitist with his prodigy selections. Yeah, breathe is a good song. We're in that. We're in the show we're with VH1 that. VH1 now. Okay. <laughs> Rest in pieces, Keith Flynn. People will be back next week with episode six seventy eight. Until then, take it easy.
have me kind of go to like the corner of the bed, like a far corner of the bed. So he'd be laying laying back on a pillow and have me go to the far corner of the bed and, and um, be on all fours and have me sort of just bend over my, my knees, you know, um, so he could look at my anus while he was masturbating.